welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 Radical Rescue for the Game Boy. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 Radical Rescue for the Game Boy was developed and published by Konami and released in Japan in November of 1993, then in North America in November of 1993, and then in Europe in November of 1993. Oh, hot dog, man. There, that's a right, right, yeah, all in a row. Yeah, the dates right? I saw it was like within the same week. Well, okay, well, the uh, they seem to be better about releasing Game Boy titles earlier in europe and and this is definitely a more western property so now of course it was released as teenage mutant hero turtles in uh europe Uh, but besides that there was no major differences the uh and i think we're seeing a lot more games being uh concurrently released or close enough in the 93 getting past that point you know yeah yeah they're, they're they're wising up man all the euros and pounds spend just as well so they they should want that money now, the music in this game was done by Akihiro Juichiya. Okay. And uh, he also did the music for Track and Field, Batman the Animated Series. Okay. And uh, Parodius. Oh, uh, right. Did you ever get to play the Parodius games at okay, all? Okay, yeah. Uh, just a little bit, but uh, they are a, a wild and wacky tour de force oh, I love them, for of certain. And then uh, more recently, he even did the music on <laughs> Yoshi's Crafted World for the Switch. So he's been busy in uh, either sound design or doing the music oh. ever since the mid-'80s. That's awesome, man. Long, long career. Now, this game would have come out a few months after Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the movie. Oh, okay. And I don't okay. think it's really a tie-in to that, since that film is a time travel comedy, which sees the Ninja Turtles going back to feudal Japan. Yeah, I, I never, that was, I never Wait, saw that day? one. No, yeah, I have oh, never man. seen it. Um, you know what? I, I saw it once in the theater, and I took my little brother to see it on base at the second run showings, and... Uh, yeah, yeah, I have almost no memory of it either. Just that it wasn't that good. <laughs> I I remember a few, um, you know, the some of the boss characters in this game. I was like, I remember these from. I'm I'm pretty sure it's a '93 line, you know, of Ninja Turtle toys, mm-hmm. action figures. And I was gonna point out that this is and getting they were, late uh, in the lifespan of the original Turtles. Yeah, it is. And some of the these. This is the point where I remember some of the like dirt bags specifically. Like my younger brother had a toy of that, but I didn't. You know, at this point, I was I was only I was using all of my gifts and money yeah. for video games. So I had moved on from same know. here. And at this point, the Super Nintendo had come out, and I yeah, left yeah. my childish ways of Ninja Turtles, and all my money went into <laughs> either music or video games. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Well, Nick, what kind of game is TMNT3 Radical Rescue, besides a really long-named game. <laughs> well, this is a side-scrolling action-adventure platformer. Some would say. could also say it's a... It's oh, a, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> the dreaded Metroidvania. Yeah. Uh, and I was really surprised by that. Uh, me Pleasantly too. surprised, I, I might add. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Now, in Agreed. this game, you can jump, and it's, it's a great jump. Yes, you can. Yeah, it's a very... You get a lot of height... To your, you know, and and distance, you so can move around. Uh, you, you have no problem in getting that anywhere. jump, and you can 
You have full agency of, of movement, turning around. It's really, really a very great jump. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's it's kind of floaty. It's a kind of slow jump, but it works great for what you need it for in this game. So it's, it's perfect. And then, of course, you are a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, so you can attack. And uh, as you start the game, you are only Michelangelo. But all of their attacks, I think, have yeah, the same yeah. exact range. Am I wrong? Uh, you know, I, I believe you're right. Like, I want to believe that Donatello's, it looks like it, could be a pixel or two longer, but I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so is, either. So. But you just have a standard I, attack, your jump. But if you jump an attack, you do a cool jump kick. And that yeah, goes yeah. for all the turtles. And we're going to talk about them in detail here in a minute. Cool. So you have your attack with your weapon. You have your jump kick. Uh, you can duck. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then that's kind of it for your normal move set. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, that's all you have, really. Um, and then. Each individual turtle has their own special maneuver, kind of that you get. But other than that, that's all. That's now, all. Now you, you do have health in this game, which is nice. Yeah, you start with a. You have a life bar of six bars of health mm -hmm. at the beginning, and uh, you can lengthen it later. But one thing to note is that this is not like the NES, the original Ninja Turtles game, where each turtle has their yeah, own that, life bar. You have one. That's what I thought it was like until the four. second boss fight. I was like, I'm oh, going to save yeah. my other turtle, and then I switched. Oh, sure. and I was yeah, like, yeah. oh. We share the same health. Like, well, hot dog. But you uh, can refill that health by getting slices of pizza, which are dropped by enemies. And it's not uh, a yep. bad drop rate. No, ah, man, I'm been. It's like every. I think it's every tenth enemy that is. That's like a large enemy, yeah. like this, like I would say right soldier, around there too. You know, like the the bats and the little robots. I don't think do, but I, I swear I read it somewhere that it was like. Well, I 10 believe or 12 it is because I would and, farm and that, sometimes, and, and I, you would get one every you know ten to twelve. So. Yeah, all right, yeah. But there is also, uh, but as we said, your life can go up because throughout the map, you're going to find hearts. And when you do, that also increases your life bar. Yeah, they're they're basically like a heart container. Each one increases your life mm -hmm. bar by two. And there's four hidden throughout this uh, the game. So you now when you get eat a piece of pizza that's dropped by an enemy, that only gives you four bars of health back. And no matter right, how right. big your full life bar is. Uh, but when you do find a heart, it refills your whole life bar in addition to giving you those extra permanently. Yeah. Which is nice. But yeah, also yeah, throughout great. the levels, you're going to find full pizzas. That's true. And uh, these are in the levels themselves as items and they will respawn. So you want to yeah, remember where they are. They are invaluable. Uh, they make this game a lot more playable, I think. Because oh, when sure. you drop to zero on your health bar... And you have a pizza in your inventory. You have a small inventory in the bottom right of your screen. That pizza will then refill all of your health mm -hmm. automatically. Not unlike a fairy in Zelda. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. And they're great. And then if you already have a pizza and you pick up a full pizza, it just fills up all your life. So it's great. I know. I loved too. it. It was awesome. And like we said, they respawn. <laughs> I love pizza. I do. Uh, and since they respawn, you know, if you're low on health and there's one easily attainable, you can just basically use it to fill up and... Double time, be on your way. Yeah. Now, in addition to pizzas, there are two more items you're going to need to find throughout the levels. And those also, once you have them, are represented in that bottom right corner of your screen. Yeah. You, the, yeah. There's three little uh, boxes that you can fill up with. And items. the other items are the key card. And yeah. Yeah. Are those door specific? I don't think so. I don't so. think so either. But um, I think that they've, the levels are just laid out to where you can't okay, I thought so too. get to the wrong yeah. one. You know what I mean? It's you're gate you're gated off by the level itself, not by which card is which. And those are often found a little bit out of the way. Yeah, yeah. And then the whole point of this game is that uh, your turtle buddies 
have been kidnapped while you were out getting pizza. And Unfortunately. you must rescue each of them. But it's not just enough to find them in the cell that they are being held in. You must have a key to open that cell door. That is right. So, and you will get those keys by defeating boss characters that you find also just throughout the... Uh, but they, you know, the cool part is, is they, they have like a Mega Man style door. So you always know when you're coming up on a boss fight. Yeah. Now you do have life, but you do not have lives. No. Um, when you die, you can continue. You have limited you continues, have right? Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because you also have a password. Yeah. <laughs> so but the password, um, but which is a neat little, it puts you back at the beginning of the game, I think. Whereas a continue, you start off right where you were practically. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I really like the passwords because they're just numbers and they are displayed on your map screen at yeah. all times. So it's it's a weird, it's a it's a neat little simple password. So it, I like that. Yeah, it's a really cool uh, feature. Most Game Boy games don't even have a password. They always relied either on a battery save or just didn't have saves at all. So it's nice that you have the option of both a continue and a password. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course... What everyone's here to talk about is the four fantastical friends, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, Kawabunga. Dude, dude, indeed. You start as Michelangelo, but as the game progresses, you have access to all four turtles. And you can swap between them at any point once you've rescued them. You have a yeah. pause menu that is the map, which is a pretty cool map. It's pretty accurate and lets you know, you know where you're at in general relation to everything else. It shows the hallways and the tunnels or shafts pretty accurately. Well, and you get little dots that indicate like points of interest. So, you know, that could be an ID card or an enemy boss or maybe a spot where a turtle's yeah, hold up. Yeah, it's a place you definitely need to check out. Uh, but then if you pause at the start, I think, instead of select or vice versa, then you have your turtle select screen. And you start yeah. with Michelangelo. And each turtle has its own special power, you know, that changes up how you explore this map. Yeah. So you start as Michelangelo and... He has a uh, an interesting uh, special power that he uses his nunchucks to helicopter while you're in the air jumping, and it's basically kind of like a raccoon yeah. tail function. It slows your descent. But it's really weird, and it's because uh, you don't keep tapping it or hold it down. <laughs> yeah, it it took me a minute to get used to that. Because too. once you've tapped, once you've jumped, you hit jump again, and then you start the hover descent mode. But you have to tap it again to get out of yeah. it. Yeah. And you yeah, cannot attack yeah. while you are doing it. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but I got pretty good with it, being able to like maneuver against certain bosses, like hover and then drop really quick to agree. You know, I didn't think I would be as good with it as I got towards the end of the game. It's, he's definitely the turtle I use. Yeah, because most, when so. you're just moving around the map, it's really nice having that function or feature of being able to descend slowly, take your time, or if you just misguided uh, a jump over something weird, you can save yourself. Yeah. And of course, Michelangelo is the best turtle, so there's that. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I would agree with you as far as this game goes. Um, but your favorite turtle is the next one we're going to talk I think, about, right? Leonardo. Um, yeah, Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, okay. Okay. No, let's talk he's the about next Leonardo one you find. because uh, I think so. Yeah. And uh, his special power is the blockbuster. Mm -hmm. It's a little weird. As which, are, uh, yeah, it's kind of things like, are a little weird, but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's goofy. Uh, where he kind of spins around and uses his swords to drill to break uh, certain types of blocks. There, there's like two types that you can definitely tell are breakable. They're cracked and stuff, and use it on those, and you can break through to get to. Uh, or a lot areas. of times the heart container or whatever will be hidden inside that kind of stuff. Yeah, because yeah. you don't have to get all of the hearts to move on, and a lot of times they're kind of hidden in an area. 
Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, this, so, you know, they, they give you, I like that. It gives you something to to poke around and look for, right. you know. Uh, then next up, we do have, I think, your favorite. Ah, uh, yes, Raphael. Yes. Cool, but rude. Um, he has his size as normal, but here his special power is, uh, the manual calls Raphael's squeeze play, but really he just pops into his shell. And A power, power they should all have. Then you can kind of use that. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, and, and you can use it to slide through small passages that are only like one block mm -hmm. high and then and sadly it does not offer any extra defensive capabilities as you might think i know uh which is a shame it does do some weird if you use it repeatedly like you're popping in and out of your shell during a jump you can kind of increase your your distance in this weird way like i don't know if you're getting invincibility frames i, I did not play with it too much because it seemed dangerous but there might be something there for a more skilled player right. than i and, you know, that's mainly used in just a few parts where previously you could not get through an area, and now you have to use him to get through that small gap. Yeah. And last but not least is Donatello, who has his cliffhanger power, which is just that he can climb on walls. Yeah, and I like the way awesome. he does it as well. Yeah, yeah. Although arguably a power as ninjas, yes. they all should uh, But have. when you're using him and you jump against a wall, if you hit the jump button again, you will grab it. And then you can climb vertically. And if you're at yeah, the yeah. top of a ridge you'll just jump over it or you can jump kind of off to the side as well yeah yeah it's nice pretty easy to control i thought it too i i agree yeah so those are your four turtles and you know they're all okay i think that michelangelo of course is the best because he has the most yeah, maneuverability exactly. you know like the other ones are just the other powers are more or less keys with the, you know somewhat exception for donatello because you can use his stuff it's just not that useful and except for a few vertical shafts but that i think he's yeah and there's a couple anyways. bosses that get a little easier if you use him properly and then one last thing to talk about is kind of the structure of this game is unique because there are not bespoke levels yeah no it's it's a true kind of you know in the goonies 2 style you know where you've got your your big area you're exploring you, you can't get everywhere yet but it teases you enough with uh you know seeing where you can't quite get and you know you got to come back once you get some new turtles or, or what have you indeed and this is the same company that did make symphony of the night so yeah so maybe we got some uh some dna here contributed later i'm gonna on say down this is line. directly responsible for it <laughs> i i agree All right, Nick, this is a franchise based on a comic book, a comic book that has plenty of artwork. Please tell me some of it made its way into this, the third Ninja Turtles game for the Game Boys manual. Uh, there is a little art here. Um, it's a small and short manual, to be honest. It's only 15 pages. All right. Black and white. Um, you do get some art for all of the items. Uh, there's some enemy art for the bosses and art for your special maneuver okay. kind of how's the boss art is it cool uh yeah i mean it's all right it's just kind of like a. it's not great no okay. but i mean it's it's clear you can tell what they're doing i don't know <laughs> it doesn't look like it's from like a comic or anything it looks like somebody copied promotional or a picture of the gotcha. toy you know but um story-wise um you know the game makes you watch a pretty lengthy opening scene or it doesn't make right. you watch it but you know in here it's a, well, a little that, quicker though slow, but slow i just thought it was interesting Oh, the worst. Yeah. Um, but here they just basically sum it up pretty quick where it's like Michelangelo. He's out getting pizza, like you said. I, I did think it was notable that they straight off the bat are like, this is Cyber Shredder. He's the one who kidnapped him. Even in the manual, it's like they don't. Yeah, because even... it's like 
a year later. It's it's it takes hot, it's a know. sequel. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's pretty cool. And uh, oh, and we should mention that in addition to the three turtles, Splinter was kidnapped as well. Yes. And basically, it's time to go rescue him. Uh, it goes through all your uh, well, special moves and the items. And it's funny because they point out you're rescuing them from like an abandoned mine outside of town. Oh yeah, I, I like that specificity because it the nature of the map or the area you know what i mean it's like well yeah this is a mine oh i agree it looks like they you know fixed up some parts like it's cool but yeah other than that special items or sorry special moves items and the artwork that's all there is so it's a very very brief manual all right well nick what was your personal history with teenage mutant ninja turtles 3 radical rescue i i did not have one i've (laughs) <laughs> never even heard of this game so i uh this is the this is the first uh i've i've bumped until you said what should we do and i said let's try this yeah i was like wow you know i'm in the right. same boat <laughs> at this point i had kind of uh checked out of the game boy for the most part i wasn't into turtles very much at all anymore it's too cool for school as some would say uh-huh. and um and then i was in the very last throes of uh, my nintendo power subscription as well so okay, i don't okay. know if i even knew this game existed before Really doing research for this podcast and looking at lists of maybe uh, unsung gems of the Game Boy. This one popped up on a few lists, so I kind of put it on ours for the back burner and uh, hadn't played it until now. Cool. Nick, what was your recent experience with this game? Well, uh, I beat this game. Um, I played it for three sittings for a total of about maybe even only three hours. I, it was uh, it was kind of easy for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> um, I think I played it. I think around the same amount of times, three or four, um, you know, just whenever I had a chance, it was, I actually looked forward to going back to it. So I was a little bummed that it was as short as it was. I was kind of hoping maybe there'd be one extra little area at the end, but you know, all in all, I, I yeah, burned through yeah. it. I did a uh, save state uh, before each boss. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I did. I definitely oh, I did at the end. The I was uh, a lot. The, time the, end, <laughs> the, the final boss area. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that, but um before that, I I don't know how much. Yeah, I did. I think I saved before the bosses as well. Now that I, now that you mention it, because uh, usually it took me a few tries to get the hang. Well, of, you really have to. You know, there's a lot of. We'll talk about it. The patterns are uh, fair, but you really have to figure them out before you can tackle these bosses. Yeah. All right, here we are in the general chat portion of our show, and I would just like to start by saying. Why was there never more of fun like this with the turtles in the video game world? Why why was it delegated to the Game Boy <laughs> so far down the line? It's crazy. Um, I was really surprised uh, at how much fun this game was. And just, you know, an adventure style game, like a Metroid game like that, where it's like, well, no, it doesn't have to be super expansive. You know, I, I don't know. Just playing a, a nice, tight little adventure game is is pretty fun actually because it's like it's not so big that you get totally lost right, forever but, you know uh, and you you can tell what you're supposed to do almost at oh all times. i know and that's one of my next notes was i was so happy uh you know having played metroid 2 which is another metroidvania or you know a metroid game uh that it's so uh-huh. hard to figure out where you are in that game because everything's like a you know very similar looking backgrounds but they did such a good job yeah, in this yeah. game of differentiating the various areas what each part of each area looked like that once i figured out where i was i was really never lost no and they they do a really good they have a good tactic of you have you really only have three different backgrounds but they're always you know you'll see a mine and then you'll go to like a high-tech area and then like the cave areas but they don't 
they're not like contiguous. So you can always tell that you're going into a new area and it's a different background. And then when you get on the other side of that, even if you're back in a mine, you, you, you can still, you can tell you're in a different part of the map. And, and I mean, the fact that you do have a, a nice map doesn't hurt. No, either. it's, it's great that you have that at all times and it's all filled in. It's not like you have to figure it out as you go. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I mean, and it leaves enough uh, open for you to find your way there. Where you may know what this, there's a dot over here. You want to go check it out, but it doesn't tell you how to get there necessarily. Right. It doesn't show you, you know? all the connections. So there's still something for you. Now, another thing yeah, I loved yeah. about this game was uh, the music is really good. Uh, yes. Yes. It's cool stuff. But it may have the best video game representation of the Turtles theme to date. Yeah, it, it is definitely a good one. Now, I do have a couple gripes. And one of the ones that's kind of dumb is that I really would have given people their powers differently like i feel like of course michelangelo has the whirly gig <laughs> thing but i felt like wall climbing sure, there should have sure. been Raphael with his two sides yeah that that would kind of make sense or even leonardo yeah. i think he used his swords to stab walls and jump on more often than attacking people in mm -hmm. the cartoon so <laughs> like but i mean that's a very minor uh quibble with the game i was kind of sad that the turtles are all exactly the same like, that's something I did like from the original NES game was that at least your attacks were different strengths or, you know, you could give them different jumps yeah. or, or something, you know. But that's, again, a minor gripe, not a definitely. Now, not I did realize breaker. we forgot to talk about one other really underused uh, attack you have, which is your throwing stars. Okay. Um, I did not know about these until about 30 <laughs> minutes ago. Really? No, I, I I was going back through to take some notes watching a playthrough, and I, I thought I saw one, and I was like, oh, my, oh, no. <laughs> so how do you use <laughs> well, those? Um, <laughs> it's as easy as pressing the attack button in a direction while you're on a ladder. Oh, now you can't, okay. It's, it's only on the All ladder. All right, that's, so. okay, makes sense. So that's why now. you didn't okay. encounter them very often, and there's very few times you're on a ladder, and there are enemies around at the same time anyways. I feel right, like they right. added that because there's a couple spots where you're just going too slow and they're like, oh man, there's no way to get through this without using a, a shuriken. So they added it to give you kind of a little something right. else to do while you're on a ladder. Fair enough. I really like the graphics for this game. Like specifically the sprites are all pretty good and oh, pretty yeah. well and I think animated, they are as small but... as you can get them on a Game Boy with still having that kind of fidelity and expression. Yeah, and, and I didn't feel... They weren't so big that I felt well, squeezed, no, and they you know? give you a lot of movement. You know, the agency of your character jumping up and down through an area is, is there's a lot to there. Yeah, I think that uh, it really the only gripe about the graphics is, yeah, there there's only true, like six enemies. True. My so other like, big gripe is that if you look at the um, pause screen where you choose the turtles, while they're all holding different weapons, they all have the exact yeah. same face at the exact same angle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a bit confusing. Luckily, they, they spell the yes. name out, too, so you can read it. And with the graphics, the lack of variety there is kind of the, you know, that's my only gripe about the music is while it is awesome, there's only five yeah. tracks in the game, but they, they very cleverly and tastefully uh, alternate between them before you can get sick of them. Yes, you know? exactly. Uh, and then you mentioned the bosses earlier being a very late stage in the, uh, I guess, maybe the figure line or even maybe the cartoon, because I did not know any of these bosses. Oh, okay. Um, I, I recognized um, Dirtbag. The, now, the he's mold. in another game, right? Like my, uh, uh, maybe. My younger brother had Dirtbag. I actually remember okay. the figure. Um, I, and then I was looking around like that one. The, there's the cat uh -huh. Scratch, who is like the jail cat. That apparently was a real figure. I didn't okay. remember him. Uh, 
Scale Tail was oh, really? a figure also. I'm going to look those so, figures up later. Yeah, it, 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 that is a bizarre figure because he has a very long, like, flexible a, tail. I, I, bizarre I feel box. like Yeah, it is. Yeah, so um, I, I wasn't sure if any of these were made up, but I recognized uh, Dirtbag. And, of course, Triceraton yes. was a, a classic TMNT enemy and one of the their better figures, oh, yeah. I thought, and as well. I did like the... And I really did like the way all of the bosses looked. They were all really cool. They weren't overtly huge. And I thought the boss fights, while very hard at first, yeah. are pretty fair once you get down your patterns. Yeah, they, they all seem to have three uh, uh, attack patterns and or kind of, you know, attack tells. So it's really just learning those. Um, I found them to be difficult just because I'm dumb and just would do these uh, <laughs> You know, just like start jumping and stuff when I didn't need to, and I I would I was always one step behind them, so it took me a uh, <laughs> longer than I I want to admit sometimes to master these uh, bosses. But even so, most of them, if you get there and you have full life and a pizza, you can you can kind of brute your way through to to a degree. But they're not, yeah, they're see. Unfortunately, <laughs> the old. Uh, Trade punches with the boss doesn't really work because they're much stronger than you. And much like you, they have invincibility and their invincibility lasts Yeah, and that is another nice thing about this game is the invincibility frames that you get are very handy. Yeah, and I I mean, and they're long, and but I mean, it goes both ways. So rapid firing, like with especially the bosses, it's you don't want to just stand there. You have to like get in and get out. It's just like get them one hit at a time and wait the two seconds before you can uh, bust them again. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I think control-wise, this game does a lot that's really good. Like, using all of your special moves is effective and intuitive. You know, like climbing walls, it was a good way to yeah. do it. You know, uh, I, I even got used to the helicopter thing. I do kind of wish that your attack was faster. Though. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you kind of have to be ready for it. You have a decent amount of range. And, and again, the enemies aren't so fast that it's it's not a, a deal breaker. But it's it was something where it was like, man, I wish I just had a little more speed on these chucks and or that's or my where size, i found myself you know? i use a lot of jump kicks because you i feel like you have that kick right away so you can hit something a little quicker yeah oh the jump kick is great uh it took me a while uh to get used to it though because it is very much oh, a yeah. front kick like it's it's not angling down or up so you like i initially would have trouble with it because i would try to use it more like the tmnt arcade game style where it's like an angled down kick but that is not what it is so uh, you gotta gotta use it right all right folks this is it our level by level portion of the show but there is only one level in this game one giant level so we're gonna go area by area kind of there's not a lot to talk about we'll just talk about the enemies the boss and our strategies for beating said boss now luckily for us and for all those who have played or are about to play this game there are some very good map resources for it online. Not yeah, it's, it's not very always the handy. case with uh, the Game Boy games. <laughs> That's true. So after you have that long intro and a decent uh, little graphic of Michelangelo watching the TV. Oh yeah, because you you know Shredder always announces his threats via television. Yeah, broadcast. he has a satellite he got on the cheap, so I think that's why. <laughs> but what's really cool is you actually start out outside of this mine. Oh yeah, you're you're outdoors. Uh, there are some leafless trees nearby and stuff, and some foot soldiers to fight. The first of many, many. Yeah, foot and your soldiers. main foot soldier is just a guy that runs back and forth. One hit kills him. Yeah, I, and hey, they look good. They look like foot soldiers. Well done. Uh, once you get inside the mine, though, you do find the second major enemy of the game, slightly harder. The bat. The bats. Yeah, they they fly 
at you, kind of. They won't like follow you. You know, you can let them fly by if you don't want to bother. Really easy to deal with for a flying creature. Yeah, they're not like Medusa heads or 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 birds from so many games. Correct. You know? And this first whole area is just getting used to you know where you're supposed to go. It seems a lot bigger than it is at first because it teases you with some edges yeah. that you can't go to. Yeah, exactly. There, you you can, and I mean, you can go a decent ways and find areas where you'll you'll see the weird blocks and be like, okay, I got to come back here later with Leonardo. Yes. And um, there's a, a decent amount of the map you can actually explore, but you can only progress by moving towards defeating the first boss. Basically, like you can you can wander your way up to where the first turtle Leonardo is locked up. Right. Before you get the key, I mean, it doesn't really help you any, but you can do it. And for the most part, what you'll be doing is finding a key or the boss, then using the card key, and then mm-hmm. use it, and then using the boss key to open the door for your next turtle. Yes, and it's not always in that order, but you know, you've got the the game is very cleverly kind of sectioned off by uh, the different abilities so that you can't get anywhere that you can't get out of. Like we said earlier, you can't find two ID cards. You can't screw up that way. Like it, it really feels uh, like an open game, but it, yeah, they did a really you know, good job of that, which is, which is wonderful. And then there are also a few doors that are one way doors. That's true. Yeah. You'll see them sometimes and they're, you know, like you'll pass one very early on, but that's just, I don't know. A lot of times they're like the return path. To save you time from having to backtrack, yes. like after uh, you get like a turtle, it's just like you go through this door and you're like, oh, I'm way back here. So I can, I don't have to slog through it all. No, again. And then, you know, also in this first area, you are going to get your first taste of these spike balls that are kind of a hazard. But what's nice is mm-hmm. exactly not they kill. take off a little damage and you have invincibility afterwards. So there's no pit deaths. There's no instant kills from that. You have to lose all of your health to die in this game. It's quite nice. Yeah. Uh, And then you have your first boss, which is a little harder than the others because you have such small amount of health. And that is true. Yeah. Oh, that's the cat burglar prisoner. I guess he's. Yeah, he he is a prisoner and he has a ball and uh, chain that he wields. That is one of his. He'll shoot it out at you and you have to duck under it. And it gets you on the the way there and the way back. But I always saw him. He has a little wind up for it. That's. Your cue to get in close because you can always get one hit on him then. Yes. And then he'll do a, a little standing claw attack. He'll kind of rear back a second, and that's when you just want to yeah, back up a bit you'll, and yeah, hit him. Uh, that, that slash will do a good amount of damage to you. And then he does like a, a rush yeah. attack at you, right? Like he he jumps backwards across. twice, I think, Yeah. before that. Yes. That's yeah. the like tell, which would always screw me up because I would see him starting to jump, so I would I would always jump like backwards to get away i I don't know i I remember i i felt like my initial responses to all of his tells the first time i fought him were like the wrong ones the worst ones you could do like so dumb but if you have a pizza or you know even if you don't um you could probably manage this boss he's he's not no he's not the worst and once you've defeated him you get the key and you also get all your life back yeah which is important and very nice and then once you've defeated him you have the key and you can Go on and get your first turtle to rescue, which would be Leonardo. That's right. Oh, and right away, you're right next to an area to get your first health upgrade. That's right. You may have noticed a few of these destroyable blocks before, and there's a, a little tunnel you can you can go down and, and get your heart. And what's really cool is that, you know, like you said, there are areas that look like, you know, Technodrone-ish, where they've increased the technology and it's their base of operations. And uh, those are all usually connected 
pretty well. And uh, those are yeah. easier to find the secrets in, I thought. But, you know, there's no rest for the turtles. They must move on to go find Raphael. And he is in the southern half of the Yes, map. and yeah, in a, in a very general sense, while there is some zigzagging and backtracking, if you imagine where you start as like a 10 o'clock position on a, on a, on a clock, you know, and you kind of move counterclockwise through this whole area generally, right. you know. And then I think once you start getting into this area, you have to go with your laser beams for the first time. That's right. Laser beams on you know, the walls. You know, just timing based, not too, not too hard to deal with. And your first real uh, tricky series of jumps where you're going to be using that Michelangelo hover ability a lot. Oh, yeah. No, and by this point, I think in some of these high-tech areas, we will have seen those little, those weird little robots. They look like they have like four little legs and a, like an eye stalk or a, a yeah. something sticking out the top. And you know thankfully, they don't shoot you. Yeah, well, I just, they look so familiar. And I wonder if uh, any listeners out there might have recognized them or, you know what I mean? Maybe they were just in like an episode of the cartoon or, or maybe it's a totally original design. I, I think they're cool. You'll see them here and in the future, so get used to killing them. Now, before you can rescue Raphael, you must get the key. And that key is being uh, held by a very strange boss. Uh, is this, this is Dirtbag. Dirt the you say he's a mole? Or is he a rat? I'm pretty sure he's a mole. I remember him. Uh, yeah, that would make a lot like more a sense. Minor. He's a big pickaxe. Yeah, I mean, this was a one of the cooler later figures I remember, you know, because he was... I just remember him having a lot of, like, articulation in in the right places that yeah. mattered, you know, for for shoulder joints and stuff and, and playing with him. He was really uh, ripped, too. I remember being like, this is a strong, this is a jacked mole. Uh, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, we'll leave your jacked mole thoughts to yourself. But I want to talk about this boss because I think that this might be the hardest of the bosses in the game. I just had a really, really okay. hard time figuring out where he was going to go when he jumped because he's got three attacks, of course. He's got... Uh, one where he just hits you with his axe. He's got like a right a dash attack, and then he jumps away. Uh-huh. And I could never figure out where he was going to land. Oh, when he yeah, he'll jump outside the screen. That I I could never peg it either. So I would just um I would always keep moving, and then like <laughs> at the last second try to turn around because he always seems to come down in front of you. Yeah, it and seemed that, like that, but I, I got hit I, by I don't that know. so many times. It's very frustrating. Yeah. It's weird, and then he'll do that, like, his charge attack when he'll, like, jump back, and then he'll run at you, and he does, like, an uppercut uh, or and something. And that one would get me, too, because I was like, oh, I got a second. I kind of miscalculate, but my fault, of course. But, yeah. uh, you know, you do have a little more health this time. You hopefully have a pizza backing you up. So For once sure. you do figure these patterns out, he's not too rough. No, you beat this dirt bag into you the ground. Key, you get your life back, and then you can go save Raphael, and he is in the deep, dark caverns. Yeah, you got it heading down to the very bottom of the map now. And as soon as you let him out of the door, it's like a few screens to the right are possibly the first times you see the small passages only he can fit through where it's like, I, oh, who, I what do I do them now? on my first time out of here. I had to come back. Oh, I, no, I, mean, really? I didn't have to go too far. I had see, I, I missed Raphael. I went and was looking for something else. And then I was poking around and then it wasn't until I came back and I was like, well, where do I get, you know, how am I supposed to get these things? And then. It dawned on me that I missed a door. Yeah. So. And then his area leads right into the next area where you find Donatello. It's a big, you know, kind of mazy area, but it's kind of the only way to go. Yeah. No, it's true. It, it's, it gently ushers you into the right direction where you're in a big section. There's a big tech area here. You'll see, I think the first area where you'll see these uh, 
platforms that recede and out yeah, from the wall. They look cool and they're slow enough to where and, they weren't too much trouble. No, and and you've got Michelangelo, so not you too do have bad. to deal with uh, the jumping uh, Foot Clan members a lot more in this area. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we've seen them before, but the the grenade throwing foot yeah. soldiers. They can be a pain in the butt, but keep in mind, you can destroy yes. their projectiles. And then I think this area introduces our final chapter in the evolution of foot soldier. And it's the final evolution for any soldier, really. It is the addition of a jetpack. Oh, yes. And those guys are so annoying because they just drop, they fly around in the air and drop these like missiles yes. straight down at you. But and they only take one hit to kill, but they're moving left and right so fast and you can only jump attack left or right. So you have to like weave it in sometimes. It's, I, I had trouble sometimes. It would get hit like two or even yeah, three times. Yeah, but you know, at this point in the game, I realized I could take a couple hits. It's not a big deal. There's going to be a big pizza some somewhere around the corner. I yeah, wasn't yeah. trying to play. No, a they're not. Game. They're they're more annoying than anything. exactly. I mean, there's another heart piece right on the way here. So after this, you should have a pretty sizable health bar. Yeah, and you'll you will need it because just around the corner is the Triceraton. Yeah, and he is cool. He's got a couple of interesting attacks. He, of course, has a, a rush, like they all do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he also has, like, a laser gun. It's a weird little, like, it has, like, a little target yes. reticule that comes out, and then when you cross it, then a lightning bolt comes down from the sky. Is that how uh, it works? Something along those lines, yes. Damn, you definitely don't want to get hit by that lightning bolt. And it stuns you, which is the worst part. Yes, yes, and you're just there, stuck, waiting for another hit. And then he also has, like, a, a slash attack as well, I think. Uh, he does have a quite a jump for a Triceratops man. Oh, and yeah, you, that's... You gotta jump, yeah, you gotta which, slide under... Not slide, but you gotta walk under him, and you really have to be ready for it, because you're not very fast. That's true. You are a turtle. <laughs> you are a turtle. Now, defeat him, you will get that key, you get your life refilled, but then you have a bit of a, a trek to, to make before you get Donatello. Yeah, and you, you have to find a an ID card here again, too, before you can get to him. Yes, so that might take a minute, but... And Donatello is, of course, as far away as possible down in the caves again. Right, right. So go spelunking, rescue your bud. And then once you've rescued him, you're kind of done with this half the map. Yeah, there's a... Yeah, you'll, you're, you'll have to go up a couple screens worth of these large vertical shafts, which isn't that bad if you have Donatello. And uh, then you kind of can access this new chunk of the map where you're going to now you have to rescue master yes Splinter. and you've seen the edges of this before from the very beginning there was an area maybe you realized you could go through but you just couldn't jump high enough well now you can climb up the walls mm -hmm. and that takes you onto the final chunk of this map where you go back outside for a bit you get to hear that sweet ninja turtles theme song for just a moment so once you make it back inside uh, and you find your way to the high-tech area you do have one new set of enemies and that is really caught me off guard it's the, the laser balls. Oh, sure, yeah. I thought normal laser was going to come out, but instead a glowing orb comes out and it chases you down. Yes, indeed. And yeah, you uh, can you yes. destroy those? I don't think you, can. you can't. You, just, oh, you can. Okay, that's what you have to do because they'll keep yeah, coming after there's you. there's those, and we have two other enemies that uh, you're going to find from this point on. The like weird walker robots, jumping ones, and yep, those, yep. Are, those are a pain. Well, both the robots are because they take two hits to kill and they're invincible for so long that they'll yeah, start you have to get away from their, your original you can't hit fight point. back. Like you have to move to the right or left yeah. because their invincibility frames are longer than their movement frames. Yes, it's tough. And then there's the like big humanoid robot that shoots missiles well, out of its elbows. At first, elbows. you just encounter it as a humanoid humanoid robot, and then eventually, yes, you'll find ones that have elbow missiles. 
The most dangerous of missiles. It's crazy. It, and you, they look you cool, You think they look stupid, but they do manage to look cool shooting a missile out of their elbow. Indeed. Now, of course, you got to chase down a key, and that's all on the far right side. You snake back up, you get your card key, and you get your actual key from uh, the next boss. Yes, and scale what, It's just like a mass of snakes or something. Yeah, well, if you look at the figure, it's weird because he has a snake body and a left arm, but instead of a right arm, he just has like five snakes. Yeah, that's some Serpentor level stuff, man. It's some weird. Yeah, he's a weird. He's like a big cobra. Uh, it was a. It's a or not weird Serpentor, looking figure. Was that King so Hiss? Who, who's out. the Who's the uh, Masters of the Universe Snake Man? Well, there King Hiss was the leader. Was he the, the one whose there was armor came off and he was made of snakes? Okay. Yep, that's him. Yes, sir. That's that's freaked King me out Hiss. as a kid. Yeah, no, he was a cool figure. Um, this boss is a weird boss because because it does some weird things. It has. Uh, yes, yeah. Um, he has like a tail lash. And he does a big weird jump. Uh, that lash has really got some range on it. Yeah, you can't be anywhere near it. Like it, you, all of these bosses, you pretty much have to play on the defensive and just sneak in a hit yeah. every. Now he has and that then. big jump, uh, which is you know, and he has a rush. But weirdest of all is that he spits out like a flame. It's a weird. Yeah, it's like a he spits a a, a bomb or I don't know something that causes a a fire pillar to rise from it and then starts inhaling. To like pull you in or, or exhale, push you yeah. out towards that flame. And yeah, yeah, it's it's a. I don't know why he can. You do can that, only but. fight the the exhale or inhale if you're jumping, really. Yeah, you can. When I uh, fought him, I used Donatello because when he would do that, I would just jump on the wall. That's some good thinking. And and then jump back. But when you fight him again later, spoilers. Uh, I couldn't get it to work right. Like I kept getting hit every time, so I switched back to Michelangelo. All right. But either way, it's. He has the the weirdest patterns, I think, of the of the bosses. Yes. Once you've defeated that boss, you got to go down into the caverns once again to find Splinter. And then yeah, once you found him, are. you actually have to like continue past him to get your key card. Yeah, it, it, it's it's weird because you see two of these doors and think, okay, I gotta find another key and stuff. But no, it's just it's like his little room has two doors going in and out. And use it as a pass through. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. And then once you have uh, saved him, he tells right. you, you, you got to go get April. That's right. Those jerks. Now they got April. And from this point on, you just have to go to the top right corner of the map. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. And I'm just noticing as I look at this map, the hallway oh, on the so. far right, the vertical shaft, spells out TMNT. Mm -hmm. Oh, it does. I, I did not awesome. notice that. Wow. So, yeah, you head up there, you come out on top of the... You know, this is another surface level. And this is a, and this is a very dangerous one because it has a lot of those flying guys. Yeah, and luckily there are a few. You want to stay, if you can help it, up on those branches and try to glide over any trouble with Michelangelo. That's what oh, yeah. I was doing. But then it's the next area, the next high-tech area that I think was the hardest platforming area of the game. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a large corridor with a floor covered in spiked balls and then a bunch of receding platforms not all of them walls. are that's what really tripped me up at first i thought they were all coming in and out but there's actually a couple right. of places to t stop and take a breath if you need to yeah because what, are, are the flying yes. the bomber guys in non-stop here? it's the, it the, the bomber guys yeah so that's the real challenge is trying to time when these flying foot soldiers who are trying to bomb you you know you want to attack them and be able to move and land on a platform before it disappears and it, it took me a few tries now, if you can make it all the way through these areas, which there are ample pizzas to be found throughout them, you come to your last set of boss doors. The worst. Yeah, and you're like, 
And you might be thinking, oh, yeah, it's time for that big final showdown with Shredder. You go through the doors, you're going to be very disappointed. <laughs> oh, you will, because you'll see Scratch again. And you're like, oh, no. Yes, you do. <laughs> you better have full health and a full pizza waiting for you. Yeah, you'll need it because uh, you're going to have to fight all of the bosses in now, order. Now, each boss, again. once you defeated them, will refill your health. So do everything you can to not have to dip into your reserve pizza. Yeah, this is where I really I had to knuckle down and, and save state to be like, all right, I just got to beat this guy without, you know, dying, essentially. I don't want to use that pizza because you can't leave to get more pizza in oh, after each boss. And you will you're need that pizza here. so badly later on. Oh, now, yeah. of course defeat each boss in the order you fought them originally until you get to the final door there is no change but there is a new boss to encounter cyber shredder himself man and it's he a looks good cool too and it's really cool animated yeah his like he does like a kick that's got like three frames of animation like it looks he awesome. does the kick he uh jumps into the air and makes multiples of himself yeah he'll yeah he'll kind of was he like teleporting around it and then he'll yeah. dive down you know what i mean like it's weird. Uh, he also has like a dash attack, I think, in there. All yep. I know, it, and, a, and a, a fireball he throws that creeps along the edge and then creates a giant pillar of flame. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of like the scale tail, but his is a little wider, yes. right? Doesn't he have like two uh, or three The key of that one is is you got to be Donatello to avoid it. Yeah, or yeah, just stay the hell uh, away. <laughs> for me, I don't know about you, but I found I could almost only hit him when he did just finished doing his big kick. Uh, when he yeah. like right after he lands? Yeah, I think that's probably the most... See, this was an area where I got here and I was like, I am not good enough with this jump kick. I need to get better to hit him when I'm coming down. I was trying to yeah. master that as well. Because when you yeah, defeat Yeah, it's a pretty him, tough boss fight, <laughs> just fighting him. Yeah, but once is not enough, so he comes back And I wish I was hoping for there was some sort of like... There's no physical change, right? He just flashes and then he's back? Not, okay. not that I could tell, yeah. So, I mean, he's tougher now, his little fireball thing is even wider it generates more flame and colors. he's faster yeah and he'll do his like kick and all this like it's it, it really is just like an amped up version of the previous yeah. boss so hopefully you still have your pizza because he's quick and hard and uh that's all there uh I don't yeah know. i mean this is just a really really brutal fight here at the end yeah i gotta say and it really took me by surprise because the rest of the game I know, is I so agree. nice um and you know if you can defeat him though you are Treated with a nice little cutscene of April. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's actually cool because you get the key and you go like two screens over. And oh yeah, that part freaked me out because it's like a wall of flames you got to get through. <laughs> I thought. Like, Wait, I thought what? I was like, no, oh no, no, is there another no. level here? There was not. It's just a, a a set of stairs, really. Yeah, and you rescue April O'Neil. She tells you that now that Shredder's gone, the world will be at. And I wrote that peace. down too. I was like, at peace, great. Uh, then you get <laughs> That's a nice cowabunga. Oh yeah, but it's Cow like an actual clip, audio clip. You you have probably heard yes. it at least uh, once in the podcast before now. If not so, you're going to be hearing it in the near absolutely. future. <laughs> uh, and then you have a full list of credits mm -hmm. with uh, mm -hmm. the portraits of the four turtles there. Yeah, yeah, and it says like a movie style where it's like starring, and it has like it says the names of the turtles and it says the names of the enemies, but there are no pictures. You just, so it's got to know. <laughs> yeah. Although I guess there's only six of them probably for you to match them up. So it wouldn't no, be not that at tough. All. And that's it. You have you've solved the problems of the world. You've brought world peace to everyone. Good job, Michelangelo. Good job, Michelangelo, indeed. This is it, folks. The final portion of our show, our review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system that has four categories. Each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. 
Nick, I gave this game a 4.0. I went with a 3.5, but I, I mean, I like everything they have here. It's just, that is, there's not a lot of That's the reason I didn't give it a I mean? 5.0. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I agree. There isn't a lot well, of different enemies or backgrounds, but the what they have, they've done such a great job with. And they really sprinkle it around in a yeah. way that makes it feel fresh whenever you see it. Totally. And uh, yeah, like, you know, I kept bringing that up, the lack of number of enemies, but it was never like, where I'm, I never got bored with them. Yeah, they, they cycle you know, through them quite well. They were fine. And I really yeah. like the, the sprites are just so big and expressive. I love the turtles. They look good. They look cool when they're attacking. Everyone looks, looks like they should. Totally. Now we have play control, which I gave a 3.5. I went with a 2.5, but I might come up a bit. I do. I like it's the slowness. Is that why you gave it a lower score? There, there is a yeah. It's you. Your, your jump's a little floaty, but it works. But I, I feel like I wish your attack was a little snappier. But that being said, it doesn't feel like the game requires. No, I really it like you, the you jump. know what I mean. It is floaty, but I feel like it fit. It really fits the levels. And overall, I mean, they never ask you to do anything you can't do easily with the controls they gave you. That's true. That's true. And using your special stuff is like the helicopter and the wall climbing stuff was very, uh, it's all mapped out very well and logically, you know, for the few inputs and you, you have. And you have two different pauses. Yeah. Well, okay. You talked me into it. 3.0. I'm going yes. up. Next up is challenge factor, Nick. This one was hard for me to rate because I thought this game was really easy until the boss. That's, I have two scores <laughs> because of that. I, like I would say two point five normally, you know, like the but the boss rush. Takes Man, that it is to exactly like what I put. I said <laughs> like, it's a two point and that's only because of the bosses or two point five. But then the final boss rush knocks you up to a four because it is grueling. Yeah, it's uh. So I don't know. You might they might average that out to three point five, but like the bosses. The boss rush, even if you could go out and get a pizza in between them, it'd oh, still yeah, be sure. tough, you know? It'd be, it'd be a lot more doable, though. But, eh, I, I, I can't fault a game for having a hard final boss. Yeah, and I guess, especially since you, know? you got a password. That's true. That is true. Finally, Nick, we have theme and fun. Um, I went with a 4.0. As did I. I put that I really dig this game. Uh, it is a really fun, light Metroidvania. Absolutely, it is, uh, and it, which I wouldn't even have thought I would have liked as much. But I was like, it's just nice to feel like, like just yeah, I don't know. It's like you're going through a game, and you can just tell what they want you to think, and you, you're. It was pretty cool. It's very well structured to not have you be confused, yeah. but still feel like you're yeah. Exploring. The theming is great. You definitely feel like you're going through different areas, but not in a way that's confusing or repetitive. Like they did just enough to mix things up to keep it fresh, but not confusing. Yeah. Well done, Konami. I guess they make pretty good games or something. <laughs> uh, they used to. Now they make really great nowadays. pachinko machines. Pachinko. Well, finally, Nick, I'm going to ask, as I always do, should you play this game? I think you definitely should. If you're a fan of the Turtles or a fan of adventure games, this may be one you... I mean, I certainly didn't know about it, so Yeah, uh, this is my favorite non-arcade turtle game I've played so far. It's up... I mean, Turtles in Time That's an is arcade fun, game. but this is... Oh, okay. I see. I mean, this as a wholly original game, I think this beats the other ones we've reviewed Mm -hmm. by a long shot. And you know, like you said, it's just kind of like a warm blanket of a game. It's not really hard. It's just fun and you know something cozy to do. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's it's uh it's nice. It's it's a great experience. You're a turtle fan. You want to see a light Metroidvania, or maybe you just love eating pizza. I think you should definitely check this one out as well. (laughs) 
That's true. There is a lot of pizza in this game. Next week's game will be Road Rash for the Sega Genesis. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends. That's right. And uh, anybody else out there impressed by ripped moles, (laughs) buff moles, super jacked moles? Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. And uh, we can start a, a little support <laughs> Yeah, I guess you could. Now, uh, we also can be contacted on Facebook at Cartridge Command or the, what is that other thing? Twitter at Cart Command, which I've actually started to uh, learn how to retweet slightly and like things better now that I am stuck here at home all the time. Uh, I do ah, want to say a big thank you nice. to everyone okay. who reached out to us and gave us advice on, you know, what software to use and what to do, you know, as we are dealing with this podcasting from two separate locations. Um yeah, it helped a lot getting advice from people and then, you know, just being able to get it together, like, because we were like, I don't know what we're going to yeah. do for. <laughs> and it's really interesting because I'm going to take a picture of this and post it. I am using a rock band microphone and a full MacGyver setup I have here uh, where I've cobbled together <laughs> an old Ikea lamp I was using on my workshop bench and uh, some 3D printed parts and my daughter's old tights to make a, a functioning podcasting situation. <laughs> Hey, it works. Yeah, so man. let us know what you think of our new sound fidelity. If this sounds better than last week's, uh, if you pod- podcast remotely often and have some tips or tricks for us, hey, let us know. Uh, of course, once this all blows over, we will get back yeah. together because that's how we really prefer to record. I can't uh, see the faces Nick's making at me across the internet. I'm pretty sure he's making some more often than I'd like him to. But uh, oh, I. I swear uh-huh. I would never. Now, uh, we do also want to thank all those wonderful and fine folks that give to us every month at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is your uh, financial help that makes this show possible. We're just a couple of working class guys. Well, I take that back right now. I'm not working at all. And I think Nick's off as well. So both laid off thanks to this uh, quarantine situation. And, uh, you know, if we didn't have all you wonderful folks out there helping this show be financially sol- solvent. I don't know what the phrasing is, but it's because of you guys that we can do this. You guys give us money. <laughs> we use that money to pay for our hosting fees, um, our bandwidth, all that kind of stuff. So thank you all so very much for making this show happen. Yeah, it means a lot, especially exactly. nowadays. So if you, you know? have an extra dollar or two, hey, throw it our way. If you already give to us, thank you so much. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff.